Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Now, with a look at local, regional, and international NASCAR racing, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. It is Wednesday, October 16th. I'm Hannah Newhouse in our Concord, North Carolina studio, joined, as always, by Kyle Rickey up in Connecticut. And Kyle, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour put a button on their 2019 campaign this past weekend at the World Series in Thompson. And you were there to take in all the festivities and the racing. And no surprise, we have another cha- or another driver that gets added another championship to his name. Yeah, Doug Kobe, uh, sixth championship in eight years, but it came right down to the last couple of laps of the race on Sunday at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park. Just eight points separating Doug from race winner Justin Bonsignor. An eventful race in which saw the largest car count for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, I think close to a decade. Uh, it was 2004, the last time we saw 40 cars at Thompson. 2008, I believe, was the last time we saw 40 cars start an event in New Hampshire. So great turnout, a great crowd, a, a beautiful day on Sunday at the Thompson International Speedway. And um, good race. Uh, Doug Kobe had his early race issues, had a tire go down, had to restart 29th at one point while Justin was leading. It was fun to watch him make his way back through the field. A couple of close calls, but when all was said and done, was able to get his sixth championship. Yeah, uh, Kobe with that sixth championship and Bonds and you're taking the win, his sixth of the season and 12th at Thompson for the NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour career wins. That man has something figured out at Thompson. Yeah, um, we were joking last night uh, or over the weekend at the clubhouse uh, with the, with Doug and we're like, we should really like do a triple crown here. You know, there's talk about bringing the old Thompson 300 back and then combining that with the icebreaker in the World Series and have a big bonus for a driver that can win all three. And Doug said no because Justin would win all the bonus money because he has the place figured out. And you're right. I mean, he's about swept, I think, all but one race over the last two seasons there. And the Modifieds go there three to four times a year. So he's got the place figured out. He started on the front row and and led a majority of the laps on Sunday afternoon at Thompson. So Doug knew that he would have to finish in the top 14 to win the championship because he also knew Justin would probably win the race and get maximum points. And uh, Justin did just Justin did just that, and Doug did what he had to do as well. Every driver has that racetrack they circle on the schedule every year, and that racetrack is definitely Thompson for Bonsignor, coming home second in the championship standing. Silk, kind of out of the battle late in the season, comes home third, 62 points behind Kobe. Craig Lutz comes home fourth, and a great season for the youngster Matt Swanson rounds out the top five in points, but the Kane and West still has a couple races left as well this season. They took to All-American Speedway in Roseville, California, and the name of the game for the Kane and West this year has been contact and rivalry. We have not gone through a race yet, I feel like, this season without someone leaving mad at the other person and someone going around in a contending position, and once again, those two drivers, Jagger Jones and Haley Deegan. 
for the second race in a row. A couple of weeks ago, it was at Meridian Speedway. This week, it was uh, at All-American Speedway. But both recovered nicely to finish first and second. Jagger able to pick up his first win in his uh, very young NASCAR Kane and Pro Series West career, just 12 starts into his career, able to, to win the event on Saturday night. Haley Deegan recovered to finish in the second spot. But, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the young kids have given us a lot to talk about this year. Derek Krause, you know, throw him in there as well, although he has kept his nose clean most of the year, which is probably why he has a very healthy 40-point lead now with two races to go. And he's pretty much almost buttoned up that championship there if this continues between uh, the contending drivers behind him, but again, rebounded there for a good finish after a flat tire. Mid-race for Krause, uh, everyone can't seem to keep their bumpers clean. It'll be interesting with two events left, and Jagger Jones collecting that first win. We'll have him on a little bit later in the show. But first, when we return from the break, we'll have the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion, Doug Kobe, on. Wheelin designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelin product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. We had him on throughout the 2019 season as the championship chase for the NASCAR Whelan Modified Tour heated up. But the season is now in the books, and Doug Kobe joins us on the guest line following his sixth championship title. Doug, first off, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast, and congratulations on finally sealing the deal and collecting that sixth championship title. Hannah, thanks so much for having me on. And, uh, yeah, we're less than 24 hours uh, off here from winning the t- championship. And a uh, pretty special thing to have done it with this team as, as many times as we have. Let's talk about the race on Sunday afternoon, Doug. The largest field we have seen in, in a long time, 40 cars taking green flag. You had to finish in the top 14 to seal the deal. However, it was an eventful 150 laps for you, especially early in the event with a tire that went down. I believe you restarted at one point in 29th. Uh, was there any concerns at, at that point uh, in the race, knowing that Justin was out front leading the way? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, um, you know, we pretty much planned for the 51 team to go out there and lead the most laps, and he was going to be very aggressive from the beginning. I knew that because he's aggressive, you know, when a championship's not on the line. So I knew he was going to, you know, push whoever he had to to, you know, get out front and set the pace and, 
um, just kind of figured they were going to go out there and win the race because, you know, we were going to have to play it a little bit conservative. And we were hoping that we would have been, you know, one of the cars he was battling for the win there at the end. But, uh, yeah, the flat tire was uh, certainly unexpected and not exactly what I wanted to to have happen around lap 10 or 12 of the race. And, um, you know, it is what it is, though. We don't even know why it went down. We couldn't even find, um, you know, anything like that I ran something over or an obvious hole in it. But it was uh, down to about four or five pounds when we took it off. So if I had, uh, hadn't gotten the call from Woody Pickett that the um, tire looked really low and that we should probably change it, I might have restarted and, you know, maybe lost the thing on the restart and spun out in front of everybody. So um, you kind of have to look at the positive spin on everything. You know, the fact that we found it under caution, um, that we didn't get wrecked, um, you know, then it's just kind of try to come up through the field the best you can. But, you know, like you said, 40 cars and restarting 29th. Um, it's just a lot of chaos <laughs> that far back in the field when there's that many cars with really kind of fresh tires, you know, because it was early in the race. And they just played that uh, clip of that big wreck that caused the red flag there. Wow, a lot of, lot of cars involved for that and a little bit of a blessing in disguise for you there. But eight points is what it came down to for you to collect that title over Bonsignor. It's been a battle all season long. But with this sixth championship, you actually break the tie that you and Tony Hirschman had with five championships in the tour. And you're now in the running to catch up with uh, the legend Mike Stefanik for that seventh championship. I mean, what does it mean to you as a driver who's shown your competitiveness consistently throughout all of your years on the tour to be able to be in the record book with names like that? Uh, it's just really something I'd say I never expected. You know, um, when you're a young driver coming up through the modifieds in the Northeast, it's tough to have anybody even notice who the heck you are, really. Um, you know, there's so many different divisions. And, you know, SK Modifieds run weekly at the time at three tracks, Waterford, Stafford, Thompson. And then, you know, the, there's the tour. And then now there's all these other tours uh, for the tour-type Modifieds. So um, there's a lot of people who have driven Modifieds in the last 30 to 40 years. And uh, there are a lot of big names and a lot of legends out there. Um, and a lot of people who have accomplished some amazing things uh, in our little niche in the sport. And, I'm just kind of looking at it like, you know, this is somehow from 2010 until now, so roughly the last nine to ten years, um, somehow things have fallen into place for me to be really fortunate to have great crew chiefs, great equipment, and dedicated car owners and crew. Um, you know, ultimately, that's basically how this works, is that you have to have the right people in the right places. So, I mean, for us... Uh, I look at this as a team effort, you know, every championship, all six of them, uh, special for different reasons. Uh, it's not exactly the same team every single year. We always have, you know, some people come on and some people, you know, can't do it as much as they could. So it goes, they go to like part-time crew help, but um, it's, it's just really cool to be a part of it. And, um, you know, Mike and Tony are, are the two guys that I looked up to the most when I was coming up through uh, the tour modified. So to, to have my name kind of right along the side of two of them is a, is a great honor for me as a driver. And Hannah mentioned Mike Stefanik a moment ago. Uh, we lose, lost him just a couple of weeks ago in, in that plane incident uh, up here in the Northeast. He has seven titles. You have six. He got his last title in 2006. The first year you got your first win on the NASCAR wheel and modified tour at the Stafford Springs Sizzler. Um, what was the relationship like with you too, as as he was kind of beginning to inch his way off of full time competitive modified racing, and, and you were coming in. Uh, Mike and I had a great relationship. 
you know, as good as you can have, you know, when you're a, a young, you know, 24, 25, 26-year-old guy trying to, you know, just make your name and you haven't really accomplished anything yet. And, you know, he was always uh, one of the guys that would make note of it when we would have conversations about, you know, the good runs I would have, you know, sporadically. Um, you know, when I when I was part-time on the tour uh, from 07 to kind of 2010, um, that that's kind of like when that stuff really mattered was having guys like Mike Stefanik uh, giving me, in a sense, pep talks to, you know, help me find my path and figure out what's going to work for me and uh, find some good teams and, and try to do a good job. And, you know, I'm trying to think about it. You know, Mike and I never really had too many run-ins on the racetrack. I remember him being really pissed off on me, I think, one time, and I don't even think – it might not have even been a tour race. But, um, you know, he was uh, – it was weird because even when he was mad at you, he was still, in a sense, coaching you for, you know, the right way that I should have done something, you know. And that's kind of where my respect for Mike grew because I, I knew of Mike as a kid when he would come to my quarter midget banquets and hand out trophies to all of us, and I would joke with him later as we became friends on the tour that – he needs to remember that, you know, he was doing this, doing that when I was nine, 10 years old. Uh, and I just always ripped him about it. And, um, you know, our relationship was good. Uh, I think Mike had good relationships with most drivers, to be honest with you. I think um, most of us, you know, truly respected him for what he was as an innovator and a car builder um, and also a talent behind the wheel. And then even after he, you know, somewhat retired, you know, he said he wasn't going to have a big, send off where he was going to announce a retirement, but he, he always kind of said the last couple of years, you know, it's not, he's not going to do this forever and there's other things to do. And, um, you know, it was kind of like passing the torch in a sense. And, uh, as soon as I won my first championship, he was, uh, uh, right there to congratulate me and, and tell me how much I earned it. And, you know, that stuff just, you know, sits with you forever. So, um, to, to be close to him, um, you know, I know I'm only one, one number away, but that's, that could be a long time, you know. Um, I've been very fortunate to win these six in the last eight years, but this really could be it, and it, it might only end at six. So I'm thankful for the six that I have and, you know, would be truly appreciative if I ever could get a seventh and tie a legend like him. And you said it there. Those six are off, awfully hard to get as is, but six is also an accomplishment, I mean, far beyond in itself. So looking at your career, what's next for you? Do you chase that seventh championship in 2020? I mean, what's left on your bucket list as, you know, a modified driver? Is it, I feel like what's left is you just have to sweep all those Thompson races from Bonsignor. <laughs> I mean, I did that once before, you know, I did it in 2015. Um, you know, I don't know. I think what's left for me is obviously we are coming back. Our full team will be intact next year uh, to come for 2020 and try for number seven. Um, I haven't gotten any indications from anybody that, you know, even beyond 2020 that we're in jeopardy of, you know, slowing down or changing things. But of course, you know, all sorts of things change in racing that we can't predict, but I don't know what's next. You know, um, I, I'm kind of getting the itch to do some, some full bodied stuff. You know, uh, I've been putting some feelers out to my, my team to see how interested they would be in adding a, a super late model to our stable just to go have some fun. Now you're speaking um, my language here. Yeah, I mean, I, I have the edge. I you know, ran, you know, pro stocks at Stafford uh, back in the early 2000s, which were kind of the equivalent to a super late model back then, I guess. Um, you know, so I have full-bodied experience doing that stuff. And I'm not saying that I'm ready to get out of the modifieds. I'm just saying that, you know, there there's a lot to do in racing beyond, you know, chasing championships on the modified tour. And it's hard 
when you kind of get locked into this deal of the modifieds, it's hard to, you know, put yourself elsewhere. But but I do feel that if an opportunity came along, I, I'd be really interested in that and, you know, maybe using some of the relationships that I formed with people um, through the NASCAR championships with the modifieds, the champions banquet, and, and meeting lots of people who run you know, live and breathe full fender stuff. I mean, it'd be something that I'm always interested in considering. So, um, unfortunately, as we all know, it costs a ton of money and, um, you know, our money right now is, is best focused on chasing modified championships, but there are some opportunities I'm sure that could, could pop up here or there. And, uh, you never know where you might see me driving something. And if memory serves me right, uh, you mentioned you know the late model title at Stafford, the pro stock title at Stafford. Wasn't that kind of the original path for you was going to be, full fender racing before you discovered the modified? Oh yeah. I mean, my dad, so my dad drove modified back in the late seventies and early eighties, um, pretty much right up until uh, Richie Evans died in 1985. He was racing at Stafford and, and Riverside park. Um, and he was, he always jokes because him and his buddies had no idea what they were doing. So he, he never really did much, but people knew that my dad raced modifieds. And he always told me when I was coming up through uh, the early full fender days, let's say that, you know, I was never going to get in a modified. He told me I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> and, and I said, okay, so what's the plan? So we had kind of concocted this plan to after the pro stocks, um, you know, get some experience there and maybe travel around a little bit, but ultimately to try to get into the old Bush North series, which as we all know is, uh, was K and N East and now will be the <laughs> Arkham Menards, uh, East series. But, um, that was supposed to be the path. And, um, just so happens, though, that when when you're in the Northeast and you're running at Stafford Weekly, um, ultimately uh, the opportunities in the Northeast are really in the the open wheel modified. So um, had some some opportunities to do that, and then all of a sudden here I am now, um, almost shoot almost 20 years later now from my first modified start um, running the tour full time. So I, it didn't work out the plan, but sometimes you can't plan. You know your your plan isn't always the best plan. And I would say that plan, like you said, worked out pretty good for you. But, uh, Doug, again, <laughs> congratulations on your sixth championship. We look forward to It's been a fun championship to follow all season long. But we look forward to seeing you down here in Charlotte uh, at the end of, I think, next month for that championship banquet. Yeah, thanks, Hannah. Yeah, we'll be down there, I think, uh, November 23rd. They bumped it up before Thanksgiving this year. So uh, kind of coming around pretty quick, and I'll see you guys down there. And I appreciate you having me on and uh, everything you guys do for covering short track racing around the East Coast. Awesome. Well, coast to coast, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, right. congratulations. That was Doug Kobe, the winner of the NASCAR Will and Modified Tour Championship, his sixth championship to his name. But when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we have a first-time winner in the NASCAR k West Series. Jagger Jones will join us after the break. Wheelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street, and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 
Auto Parts. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. The NASCAR Canaan West Series was at All-American Speedway in Roseville, California over the past weekend, where once again, a first-time winner was produced at the end of the checkered flag. Jagger Jones joins us on the guest line who collected that win this past weekend. Jagger, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast and Congratulations on that win last past weekend. It's got to feel like a little bit of redemption after almost sealing the deal in your debut. Yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me back at the show. And, um, yeah, like you said, uh, definitely maybe a little bit of redemption from earlier this year where we uh, were so close to, uh, to victory and to finally get it done in Roseville. It, it felt great this weekend to, to be where I thought we deserved a couple of times this year and uh, to just get my team a win and, to get the trophy, the victory lane celebration, it was it was a pretty cool weekend for me. You've been close a couple of times this year, uh, not only at the, the dirt track at Las Vegas to open up the season, but you also led the most laps a couple of weeks back at Meridian, racing for the lead when, when there was contact between you and Haley. Is the, the realization of the win now that it has set in, was it as sweet as you had imagined it uh, in these first 11 starts before the win? Yes, for sure. I think um, those cl- being so close so many times too made it even more special um, than maybe just going out and winning my first one in Vegas because just how much effort and how much work we put, put as a team we've put into to getting to victory lane all season. And um, yeah, I felt super special, especially late dominating the second half of the race um, and then being able to hold off Haley um, in the McAnally cars that were were charging hard from the from the rear of the field at their I would say their home track, that was pretty cool to go there and steal a win from them. And that being said, you and Haley Deegan have had a lot of contact on the racetrack, specifically the last two races. And I know there was some conversation post-race about um, how you guys have been driving each other and ultimately how we expect to see the last two races play out. What was that conversation like with Deegan? Because there's been no lack of action between you two in the last couple races. Yeah, um, she wasn't very happy, and I, I understand that after getting taken out so early in the race, but um, I just ran my line on the bottom, and she was fighting with Derek for the lead and then came came down for the to the bottom of the racetrack. So I, it was just really a racing incident. Um, I mean, I don't – I mean, she I understand she wasn't happy, but uh, my, I was just focused on winning, and that's what I was focused on winning the, the race in Roseville, and that's what I'm going to go do the next two races. We had you in studio earlier this season, I believe just three or four races into the year uh, to talk about, you know, your early races here in the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series West. How do you think you've grown as a driver in, in the three or four months since, since then in adapting to these full-bodied Kane and stock cars and racing just in NASCAR in general in a regional series? Yeah, for sure. I think me as a driver and us as a team working together with the, the Sunrise Ford um, crew my crew chief bill and my spotter ryan i think we've really grown a, a 
um, in our relationship together, which has helped us a lot with the speed, with working on making the car better, kind of just understanding the races. And I think um, at this point in the season, we're a lot, we were fast at the beginning of the season. We were just missing some parts. And I think now it's really starting to come together. And I think that's why these last two races, we've been able to lead a lot of laps um, more than the whole season and, and really been a, a car to win both uh, these last two races. And I'm, that's why I'm really looking forward to um, the last two races of the season and two races of the season in Kern and then in, to my home track in Phoenix. So um, as a team, I think we've progressed. I think I've learned a lot on what I need in the car, how I need the car to be set up in practice so that when I go into the race, I, I know um, that will be fast and I know what to expect. Um, the track changes, the changes, um, the, the tires go through over 150 laps. And I think that's something that was more of a guessing game at the beginning of the year for me. And now it's something I have in my mind where I'm thinking of that through practice and I really can get the car set up how I want to, to be in contention for the win at the end of the races. And we've seen those Sunrise Ford cars. Really, like you said, you guys have had momentum all season, but you've hit on something at the tail end of the season, both you and your teammate, Trevor Huddleston. But as a third-generation racer, you've got some deep roots just in the racing industry as a whole in many different facets. And it was pretty cool to see following your win. Uh, Cup racer uh, Jimmy Johnson actually tweeted at you sharing his congratulations. How cool is it to see that support from someone who is ultimately at the top rank of NASCAR where you aspire to be one day? Yeah, for sure. I'm super lucky to have um, someone that I've known for a while, Jimmy Johnson, to to be kind of overlooking a little bit and helping uh, me in small ways and other ways in my career, which is super cool. And that just a lot of that goes to the relationship and the connections my I've had through my family. Uh, my dad obviously racing against Jimmy a lot um, in his NASCAR career, and also my grandpa too. He's um, been a huge help in my career with because we all know racing is uh, such a connection-based sport in a lot of ways. So I think that's been something that's uh, really helpful and something I can look back to with my dad, my my grandpa. um, That um, is super cool to see. And, I mean, that's almost as cool as it gets uh, or whoever you – who you would want to to tweet you after winning a race, seven-time Cup Series champion. So um, I was super happy to, to see that. Final question for you, and you mentioned it a moment ago, the season finale next month at ISM Raceway in Phoenix, your home racetrack. Uh, What do you know about that racetrack, and how important do you think that race will be for you? Not only is it your home racetrack, but it's also going to be held on a national stage with all three of NASCAR's national series there that weekend. Uh, It's got to be pretty special for you going home to race on that venue. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Growing up in Phoenix uh, and going and watching the cup races, both in the spring and the fall, um, just about every year. And now it's whenever the past couple of years, it was whenever I can make it with my racing schedule. Um, and just nine-year-old me standing there watching uh, the cup races, I didn't think in six or seven years I would be out racing uh, there myself. So it was something I dreamed of, and it's something that's uh, coming true to be able to race um, on a weekend on a NASCAR cup weekend in my hometown in Phoenix and have a lot of friends and family there. Um, I'm super excited for that. And then for the track standpoint, I mean, I've never been on 
that track, obviously the most laps I've done on it is I racing. So that'll be a little bit of a learning experience, but uh, I'm pretty confident with our team and um, all we've learned at a lot of the other bigger tracks this year that we'll have a, a good shot there and try to impress some people that that'll be there for the, the second to last race of the, the cup series. Phoenix is always one of my favorite weekends of the year and one of my favorite tracks that I actually got to run on. So I look forward to being there, covering that, and crowning a champion that weekend. Well, Jagger, again, congratulations on your win this past weekend at All-American Speedway, and we wish you the best of luck the next two races as well. Yeah, well, thank you. And I'd just like to give a big uh, thanks to my team, who uh, Bob and Cotty, for giving this great opportunity to be able to go out and race for a, for a championship and win races this year and give He's provided me with a great team and my crew chief, Bill, um, my spotter, Ryan, and all the guys that have helped me with that team and my sponsors, XYO, and, of course, all my family, my grandparents, my mom, my dad, um, and just everyone that's helped me. And it's been a fun season to watch as well as you've uh, obviously made your mark in the K&N series. So congratulations, and we look forward to watching the rest of the season. Well, thank you. That was Jagger Jones, the Week, or the winner this past weekend at All-American Speedway in Roseville, McCain and West. But when we return, we'll recap who won and where this past weekend across NASCAR. Wheelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments, experience realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Prepare your vehicle for the weather ahead during Super Start Battery Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts with great deals on batteries and accessories. Plus, save on your next oil change with five quarts of Valvoline Max Life Motor Oil and a MicroGuard filter, just $28.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast. Brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Some short track racing heated up across the country as uh, tracks continue to wind down their seasons. But one of the tracks that always hosts the race that's looked forward to upon super late model racers in the West Coast, the Governor's Cup out at the Bullring at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Preston Peltier came and collected that 150 lap win over Lenny White and Dylan Lupton coming home third and also Dominion with one of their final races of the season. I believe they have one more for the season. They had their first time winner race where in the first 75 laps, Alex Brock collected the win and John Goyne collected the 25 lap feature. That race only available to drivers who have not either won in the 2019 season or ever won a late model race in their career. So pretty cool race they put together and congratulations to those guys. But Kyle, you were also at Thompson. A lot of features up there and some more racing as well. 20. 
20 features. It would take another show to recap <laughs> it, but uh, it was a great weekend. You know, weather kind of compressed the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. They ran until midnight, which was curfew on a Saturday evening and then had a lot more racing on Sunday. I want to congratulate Todd Owen, the winner of the Snowcall Modifieds, the Division One uh, division there at Thompson for the NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series. Keith Rocco picked up yet another track title. Also, congratulations to Brian Arducci, who won the uh, SK Light Modified race. He also won the track championship to go along with his Division Three NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series National Track Championship. Also, a big congratulations elsewhere to uh, Stephen Nassi, won the Winchester 400 super late model race over the weekend. And we haven't really talked a lot about the NASCAR Peak Mexico Series in recent weeks. They have three races to go. In fact, their final race is at uh, Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez on December 1st. So still uh, a lot of time before they crown their champion. Ruben Garcia holds a 29-point lead over Salvador de Albe. Also, uh, Abraham Calderon, 31 points back, still in the running for the NASCAR Peak Mexico Championship. And as the NASCAR Peak Mexico Series is crowning their champion, Charlotte will be freaking out and figuring out how they are going to salt their roads because we will have weather by then. Yeah, it'll be like almost 40 degrees and, you know, one rain shower down there. And all the roads are covered the night before white with this white substance. I always knew it was going to snow or the potential was going to snow when I lived in Charlotte when I left work and I saw all the roads were white. I knew they might be, or whatever color they were, yeah. Yeah, the Idahoan so. in me doesn't do well with the Carolinans around here when it comes to snow because, for whatever reason, I am capable of driving in it, and everyone else is not. Well, and they, they don't get it a lot, so I give them credit. However, yeah, they mention snow on the news, right. and, the road, and, and there's, the roads are a ghost town the next day. It is fantastic. I wish they would mention would have mentioned the word snow more on the news because, you know, you, you were the only one on the road if you were brave enough to brave the elements. Get your milk and bread. Yeah, well, right. that being get, said, get getting, <laughs> always, it's always sold out at the grocery store. I don't know if they're making, like, milk sandwiches. Who knows? <laughs> Never but, understood that. Yeah, and it's an off weekend for NASCAR touring around here as far as regional Canaan East and West is off. East obviously crowned their champion, so Canaan West is off. They've got two more races Left in the season. Kyle, are you headed to a racetrack this weekend? Sadly, for the first time in a long time, no, because we are buttoned up for the most part up here in New England. And uh, I don't think I travel again until I see you in Phoenix here in, in a couple of weeks at ISM Raceway. So um, it's going to be quiet this weekend for me. It's quiet for me as well. Phoenix also the next travel race for me. But lots of racing at your local short track, so be sure to get out. If they are having races and haven't wrapped up their season to support your local short tracks, always some good racing action as the season winds down and drivers continue to battle for championships. So we look forward to doing this again next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. For Kyle Rickey, I'm Hannah Newhouse. Producers Craig Moore and Brian Yesowich. We'll see you here next week on the Motor Racing Network for NASCAR Coast to Coast. NASCAR Coast to Coast has been brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on MRN.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.